When I started my agency several years ago, the vision was to equip and empower as many female entrepreneurs around the world as possible to earn significant income to then recirculate their wealth. Women will give back 90% of her wealth to her family, church, and community. Uh, conversely, men typically give back about 30%. It's not my opinion. It's just simply a fact. So, you know, that's just one of the reasons that we have been so passionate about the particular affiliate model. Welcome to CEO School. We're your hosts, Sanera Madani and Shannon Monson, and we believe that you deserve to have it all. Less than 2% of female founders ever break 1 million in revenue, and we're on a mission to change that. Each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who have made it to the 2% Club, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they've defied the odds so that you can do it too. You're a real business now. Class is officially in session. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for today's episode. And I have one of the most incredible online um, entrepreneurs with us today. And I'm so, so, so thrilled to welcome her. Um, She is a woman that really needs no introduction because she has just scaled her business so quick and so fast that every single woman out here listening 100% has heard of this program. And if you haven't heard of this program, then you are probably living under a rock. Um, I'm going to introduce you to Amanda Tress, the founder of The Faster Way to Fat Loss. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So Amanda and I have met through, this is where like online entrepreneurship is crazy because you feel like you can't make friends and you don't have the support system, but honestly, everyone is just a DM away. And I remember messaging Amanda, I think about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago, I had two years ago, actually, because I had moved into um, my old house, like my old new house, because I just moved again. Amanda and I have similar house stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was in the process of moving, um, I just loved her backyard. And I messaged her on some uh construction stuff. And then she DM'd back. And um, that is how the conversation started. And then we became friends over DM and also entrepreneur friends. And we just started chatting about business. We started chatting via voice notes about Fat Merchant and my business and and the growth that we've had. And then about Faster Way to Fat Loss and the growth that she's had and just truly connected over you know, a single, you know, a, just messages back and forth online. And I just think that's so awesome that you are so personable um, and, you know, respond to, to, to individuals online personally. And that is exactly how our friendship was formed. So I'm so thrilled to now that I have the podcast to welcome Amanda and hear her incredible story about Faster Way to Fat Loss. So Amanda, if you can just, um, you know, just let's, let's talk about it and let's talk about how you got started. I want to hear everything. Yeah. Woo. Well, there is a lot to share. I'll try to share the shorter story because we could be here all day, but I know that is not the goal. I started the Fast Way to Fat Loss specifically over four and a half years ago. It was birthed out of a pain point that I was experiencing through my digital marketing agency serving female entrepreneurs in the fitness industry. Essentially, I ran an agency for women in fitness, helping these particular gals ramp up their own online boot camps. I had cracked the code myself on scalable virtual online boot camps a few years prior. I used my career background in digital marketing and my passion for health and wellness to empower other women to earn significant income so they could recirculate their wealth. But one of the biggest pain points that I was hitting up against on behalf of my agency clients was sensing, although I would empower my clients to leverage the power of social media, use live video to market their program, and ultimately sell uh, clients into their programs, the, the, the pain point was that my clients were not fantastic with programming. So in other words, they were selling, they were marketing, they were converting clients into their online boot camps, and their clients, unfortunately, were not experiencing significant results. And this was due to the fact that even though I was educating the women, the, the clients in my agency regarding how to market and sell, I wasn't giving them the tools needed to actually program uh, a nutrition or fitness 
uh, uh, scenario for their clients that would be highly effective. So four and a half years ago, I decided to launch the Faster Way to Fat Loss, which I believed was the most effective fat loss program on the market, and then build a certification around the Faster Way so that my clients could become certified to run the Faster Way to Fat Loss with their own book of business. So again, these were my agency clients who were already in the fitness industry and passionate about wellness. They were becoming certified to run the Faster Way to Fat loss. And technically and legally, uh, these certified coaches are and were affiliates for my brand. So I interesting. Yes. Yes. So interesting. I have so many questions already because, (laughs) you know, this is like, just it's, it's, that is probably what, like, um, I would say your biggest strength of, of growth has really been through your coaches and through the, you know, through, um, other people, uh, mm-hmm. selling your vision. And I think that that part of it, people, um, don't quite understand of you can't, you know, you, you yourself can't be everywhere all at once. So how is it that you were able to get, uh, I think that's like probably everyone's question. How is it that you were able to get so many people rallied around this program that you created? Um, And I think it's so interesting to share that part that you actually had an agency helping these women. You were able to market them. You were able to get them in front of clients, but their program just wasn't, let's just say it, it just sucked, right? Like you're like, I have to pretty much create a program for you. And as a nutritionist, this is like your background. You're like, I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is the program that you ended up creating for them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, my career background is both digital marketing and fitness and nutrition. And so I was able to marry the two. Uh, As a digital marketing specialist, I was very passionate about ambassador programs and I helped other fitness brands, wellness brands in the marketplace ramp up their own ambassador programs. And this was long before the fast way to fat loss came onto the scene. Just a little bit of context as well. I stepped into the digital marketing industry right around the time that Facebook came out. So I immediately saw the value of using Facebook to promote business. I saw the value of rallying the troops, so to speak, and developing an army of ambassadors. I was involved in helping other uh, companies, as I mentioned, creating their own ambassador programs. I had my own ambassador programs. And so uh, the fast way to fat loss took off quickly because I had already really nailed it with my marketing strategies. And, and something that might sound a little bit confusing, but it's actually very simple, is with, with my ambassador programs in particular, I maintain what is termed a one-tier affiliate program. So mm-hmm. not only do my affiliates have the opportunity to recommend my program. They can also recruit a second level level of affiliates below them. And it's a one-tier affiliate uh, structure. So it starts and ends with one tier. There's not a third tier. There's not a multi-tier. This is not network marketing in any way at all whatsoever. Uh, but one tier is a really fantastic way to align incentives with ambassadors and affiliates. And so that's what we've done so powerfully with the faster way. Uh, and it has worked. That's so incredible because I think that people's minds automatically go to, you know, network marketing. Can you talk a little bit further about that one tier effect and how it could work for, you know, many of the entrepreneurs here listening that might have online programs that are, you know, uh, they have a really good program, but, you know, what are those? How can they bring on affiliates? You know, what does payout structures look like? If we can kind of get into the details of it, I know that our audience loves the tactical takeaways of, of, you know, learning from you. Absolutely. And I am an open book. Anyone who has questions about this, even after the fact, I'm happy to answer those questions any way that I can empower fellow female entrepreneurs specifically. I'm sure there's a couple guys listening and I appreciate them too. Uh, But if there's a female entrepreneur who needs help scaling and growing and making a positive impact, then uh, I'm here for it and I'm happy to help. So with my particular one-tier model, I require that an ambassador goes through my program before they can apply to become an affiliate. So it's not just, you know, you can't just simply get a link because you are breathing and walking uh, on this planet. You must invest in 
the program. You must go through the program and see results uh, and then apply for the affiliate program. So if anyone's listening and say, I just want to check out how Amanda does what she does. Well, guess what? You have to invest in the fast way to fat loss. I do not comp influencers. I never, ever will give a round away for free, uh, not even to my own family members. Maybe that makes me a jerk. Who knows? But uh, so far, so good from you know the, the uh, business perspective of no. Of- I love that. I want to. I want to come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so once someone invests in the program, sees results after committing, uh, they have the opportunity to apply to become an affiliate. And I'll use the terms affiliate, influencer, and ambassador interchangeably. Once someone is accepted into the affiliate program, they can then refer or recommend the program to other individuals. When they do so, they receive 50% commission on all sales. We are extremely generous. I've always been extremely generous. I'm not the type who does a 15%, a 10%, even a 20% commission. It is a 50% commission. I've done that from day one. I've said, listen, we are on the same team. If you recommend someone to the program, if you recommend someone to the certification, we are on the same team. We're going to be generous uh, with that particular payout. Once this affiliate refers someone to the program, if that particular client invests, has great results, applies to become an ambassador, and uh, you know is accepted into the affiliate program, they will then be placed as a child affiliate under that initial parent affiliate. It's a one-tier model. If the child affiliate recruits someone to becoming a client, then an affiliate for the brand, uh, the initial affiliate will not see any commission or have any sort of benefit from that particular tier. Uh, But what we do now is we do 50% commission for the initial affiliate, and then their child affiliate, they receive 10% commission. And now something that I'd like to just quickly specify is that I have two separate verticals with these ambassador affiliate programs. One is my influencer program for bloggers all over social media who want to rep the program. One is for my certified coaches. Our certified coaches are technically and legally affiliates, and they also enjoy this one-tier affiliate model uh, for their particular compensation plan. This is genius, Amanda. This is so much knowledge right here. I could stop the episode, and I think that this just right now probably changed like a lot of the listeners' um, businesses today because this is the power of scale. Yes. Right. Like this is this is the power of scale. And one, let's talk about um, one team, by the way, we're going to get back to that is my core value for both my companies. Um, this is something that I 100 percent believe in. Um, and I just love the fact that one, you believe in your program so much. You're just like, here's this program. I know this is what it's going to do. And you have to invest in it. So I love that you say that you don't ever give it away. You do not um, let anybody come in for free. I think that is the smartest approach ever. And I think it just goes to show how much you believe in the program, but mm. also probably gets the other person to really buy in, right? Even with their dollars, even with their time to say, I'm going to actually go through this journey I'm in, and invest in that. And I think that that is super, super powerful for their for them to have the 100% experience because we've all done it. If we've ever gotten anything for free or we haven't put, you know, we're not going to put in the time um, that we actually need to if we don't invest in it yes. ourselves. Yes. So that's probably that. And then also just really on the high commission payout, right? Like I think that that is part of, you know, something that I know about you. You're so mission-centric about helping female entrepreneurs, um, you know, circulate wealth, like create wealth. Like that is part of, you know, your, what you live for. Mm. Um, And by offering such a high payout, you're actually, it's not just an, it's not an affiliate model. You're actually giving an opportunity for every woman to be an entrepreneur herself and to create massive income for herself. Yes. Yeah. That is so important to me. It's always been important to me. When I started my agency several years ago, the vision was to equip and empower as many female entrepreneurs around the world as possible to earn significant income to then recirculate their wealth. Women will give back 90% of her wealth to her family, church, and community. Uh, Conversely, men typically give back about 30%. It's not my opinion. It's just simply a fact. And so- Where do they spend the money? On themselves? (laughs) Oh, yes, girl. Uh, So, you know, that's just one of the reasons that 
we have been so passionate about the particular affiliate model. Uh, and I look at each and every influencer or coach affiliate as an entrepreneur and someone who can do good in their communities for their families and uh, for their church. So that's been you know, a really important aspect of our vision and mission. I love it. And it's so important. And I think that companies that are centered around a core like mission and vision are the ones that are really, really successful. I know I've seen that personally for my journey. I mean, I, I sold a payment processing product. Like there's nothing sexy about it. There was nothing exciting about it. But I literally felt like I was on a mission to change the way that this industry worked. And I was there to empower the small business. Like that is how I showed up every single day to work. And I rallied um, other humans to come on this mission with me. And that is what we like live and stand for. And that is why I truly believe we've had so much success at Fat Merchant is because it's it's not just about, you know, we just happen to do credit card processing. It's really about our mission to empower the small business. Love it. And, you know, and even for even for Icon and for the 2% Club, I mean, we're on a mission to change the fact that less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. And this obviously drives us insane and think that we need to be at the forefront. I mean, the future is female mm -hmm. and it's fantastic that we've been able, we've made a lot of progress, but it, it's not, we, there's still so much more left to go. And something that I've learned and over, you know, over like my last four or five years of entrepreneurship and then over the last two years of mentoring uh, so many female entrepreneurs is that we're, we don't think big enough. Right. So mm -hmm. when I ask women what their goals are, I think we, we even limit ourselves to say, Oh, we want to get that six figure mark, right? Like that is the goal. We actually don't even think beyond that six figure mark to say, Hey, we even want a seven figure business because it is possible, but we may not even just be dreaming there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, us women don't give ourselves enough credit and we don't have high enough expectations for what is even possible. But also, you know, if we can latch on to the right purpose or the right mission, it gives us permission to dream bigger. And so that tends to be a bit of an issue, you know, for us women as we start out. I love advising my certified coaches and empowering my influencers and saying like, listen, what could you do with $1 million? You know, what is the impact that you could make? And it can't just simply be about making a million. It has to be about something bigger than ourselves. And that'll really drive us to success. I couldn't agree with that more. So let's dive into um, a little bit of you know scale and the journey that you had. So obviously this didn't happen overnight, right? Although 2016 does not feel that long ago. I've honestly never met any entrepreneur who has scaled as fast as you have, Amanda. Truly, 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 truly. I mean, I've I've met some just incredible humans, and it's taken me seven years to hit half the numbers that you're hitting. Um, it has just been so amazing to watch from the sidelines. I'm one of your biggest fans. Um, and I would love to kind of hear, obviously, even though 2016 was not that long ago, it happened lightning speed fast. What were some of the challenges that it took to kind of like, what were some of the hiccups on the early days? Talk to me, like bring me back to that scale journey mm -hmm. where you felt like, holy shit, this is, this is going to scale. And like, this is the challenges that I'm facing and like what you did to overcome them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to even kind of share my perspective on, the difference between scaling and growing and the fact yeah. that, you know, from from my perspective, I'm still on a journey to get to scalability. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm happy to share specific numbers for the listeners. We have in the past 24 months specifically grown uh, from about two to now $60 million in gross revenue and we're not slowing down anytime soon. We have been the fastest growing company in all of Tampa Bay for the past two years by quite quite a gap. You know, we could we could cut in half and still be the fastest growing company by yeah. a mile. Uh, from my perspective, you know, we have grown very quickly, and there's been a virality to the company because of the one tier micro influencer model that we've maintained, uh, but we have not been able to get to a scalability where I can go on the Today Show and bring in 80,000 clients this next month without things breaking. We are still in a situation where we cap registration every month. We close registration every month for our program. So for example, last month we had 3,500 new clients come into the program. We closed registration, started a waiting list within a couple days, had 800 people on the waiting list 
who would have paid us, but we could not actually bring them in because we didn't have the systems and the staff necessary to serve with excellence. I'm really big on only bringing in the number of people that we can actually serve well. We've had some hiccups in the past where we allowed kind of the promise of cash to uh, negatively impact our decision making with capping and closing registrations. We brought on too many people, weren't able to serve them adequately. So now we are pretty strict about kind of slow and controlled growth. And I say slow and controlled. No, that's in my (laughs) mind. It's literally fast and furious in everyone else's mind. Um, But we have been strategic about saying this is a year where we're going to invest a substantial amount back in the company to get to scalability. So putting the CRM in place and the app and the systems and the data points and Uh, All of those things that I don't personally love to (laughs) deal with as a visionary CEO. Uh, But, you know, it's been important that we've really nailed the model. Just here, even in the past couple of months, we have nailed what will be the scalable model for the $150 million in gross revenue company, uh, which incorporates an auto bill uh, and that has actually increased our conversions from our orientation program into our membership by over 40%, which is fantastic. Uh, And so, you know, we are still on the scalability journey. uh, But up until this point, it's been very exciting to experience the organic growth, even though it's been managed growth. Uh, So I just wanted to kind of clarify or specify that again. You know, it's been... It's been significant and fast, but we're still just trying to be really wise in how we grow and handle a, a sustainable and scalable business. But you know, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit here. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna challenge you there because scalability comes in so many different forms, right? So when you look back at your first year from where you are today, there's been so much that has scaled alongside. So it's not perfect. It's never gonna be perfect because what got you from my personal experience, like what got me to my first million in revenue wasn't what got me to my tenth million in revenue, wasn't what got me to the twentieth million in revenue. Like every big milestone came with its own like next set of challenges that I had to fix to scale to the next level. Yeah. So, but it's still scalable to that next point. Now, when, if you want to cross that milestone, things will have to change and you're going to have to improve systems and optimize. And again, you go through that process of like optimization and, and scale to get to that next milestone. But even when you get to that next point, there's going to be things that are going to be challenging for, for beyond that. Right. Mm So I do, I do want to give you know, you have like, there is credit due here, Amanda, that um, it is, you've built an incredible company that has scaled, although there might be hiccups along the way. um, You've been able to do it in record speed because of whatever systems there might not be perfect. You have had incredible systems in place to, to get you, to get you to where you are today. So, but I, but I understand that. I understand that as like the ambitious um, entrepreneur in you, uh, (laughs) where it goes. So awesome. Well, okay. So, you know, what were some of like the, so the early challenges, right? So, you know, what were some of like the early milestones, like take us back to, um, Amanda back trying to hit your first million in revenue or your first 10 million in revenue, you got started. I'd love to kind of dive back into like the early days again. So you get this program, um, you create the program, you certify your, um, you know, you you do the certification Mm -hmm. and you get your agency clients on board. Then what happened? What was next? Yeah. So one of the biggest hiccups that I made initially was that I actually did not nail it with the model. So I rolled out a model that wasn't as sustainable as it really should be if if you want to get to scalability. The model that I initially rolled out was that my agency clients would pay for the certification and they would actually retain 100% commission on all client sales But then in turn, if they were doing well, they would reinvest in the agency on our managed services model basis. So for example, an agency client, let's call her Susie, would pay cash for the certification. 
every client who came through the faster way, she would get 100% commission on, she'd be doing well. She would then invest in the agency for lead magnets and funnels and website. Uh, and it worked until it didn't. And, and one of the reasons that it stopped working is because I had my third baby. And after having Lily, I decided I didn't want to be on consult calls regarding marketing day in and day out. I was burned out from even uh, creating or overseeing the deliverables for agency clients and specifically certified coaches. But even more than that, the model wasn't sustainable. We couldn't bring on, say, 5,000 certified coaches and serve all 5,000 with the current structure of the agency and how the fast way was run. So I shifted the model a couple years ago to uh, entail that a certified coach would receive 75% commission on all client sales instead of 100% commission. Uh, it is now 50% commission for all new coaches coming in, but that was an important step from 100 down to 75 versus 100 down to 50. Uh, and it's still, again, extremely generous. Generosity is one of my core values. Uh, and, and so that particular move was really, really difficult. It took a lot of energy, a lot of time, uh, but we, we switched the model. We had only five disgruntled coaches out of probably 100 uh, who were like, nope, we're going to go off and do our own thing so we can have 100% commission. I think in every case, their businesses have fizzled since just because they don't have the backing of the fast way to fat loss, which is the best program on the market. Um, so uh, we moved forward with that particular model uh, and we've shifted and iterated a couple of times even since then. And only this past year, so 2020, have we really found stability with the model and I will tell you that it is extremely difficult to iterate on model when you have now thousands of affiliates uh, who rely on you for commission. Making a change when you are the sole business owner and the impact only really <laughs> is on you and your bottom line is far easier than making a change that impacts thousands of people who now feel that they are like part owner of the company and, and should have buy-in on every decision made. So that's been extremely difficult over the past 18 to 24 months is iterating on model, which is always for the best of the company, the community, the clients, uh, but then convincing or persuading, you know, the coaches in, you know, with full integrity that this is the best move for us long-term uh, you can trust me. You know, I very much so underestimated how extremely difficult that would be. Uh, and thank the Lord that we've had stability in 2020 of all years. You know, I'm like, man, yeah. uh, you know, you know, there's a lot that is up in the air, but I can be thankful for stability in my own business model, uh, you know, over the past, uh, you know, six months. So uh, that that has been a huge, huge challenge. I, I I really appreciate you sharing that and the challenge that was faced, you know, with that. You were able to get through it because of the trust factor and the community that you've built um, amongst your team, right? So if you can mm -hmm. kind of talk through how, you know, how does, you know, how do you as a CEO, as a visionary, talk about uh, being that visionary and talk about the inspiration that, you know, you share with your coaches and, you know, how often do you meet with them? How much time do you spend with them? What do you look for in a coach to become certified? Love to kind of talk about that team dynamic because it's also probably, you're not just probably picking up anybody, right? Like that they're, they're not going to, you have to have the right value fit. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to talk into your vision onto who's on your team and how you go about leading and inspiring them. Yeah. Yeah. And I have really two teams, actually three. When you think about it, I have a team of influencers who are the fashion bloggers who have no interest in becoming a certified coach and kind of stepping into the wellness industry in that way. I have my leadership team who, you know, is the 30 employees who work for the corporate uh, team. I also have the coach affiliates. We are very particular about who we bring on. We have a series of core values. Adaptability is a core value, excellence, integrity, generosity, and bold action. We interview every coach who wants to become a coach affiliate for the brand. We go through a pretty arduous process every quarter or so, maybe not even quite that often, to be sure that we're bringing in the right people. Uh, you know, occasionally we bring on people who start 
well when it comes to abiding or aligning with our core values. And then unfortunately, uh, you know, we sense that there's a negativity or toxicity, you know, with the relationship. We try to uh, remove those particular individuals as quickly as possible, you know, from from alignment with the uh, organization for the sake of everyone else. Because if you have toxic team members, if you have uh, negative coaches or influencers, it can really be a cancer and negatively impact uh, other people who are uh, part of the organization for the right reasons. Uh, but, you know, I wish that I could tell you, Sanira, that I have like the the perfect formula for hiring and onboarding and keeping people motivated and uh, re- removing people or maintaining people at the right time. When I say remove people, it's very few and far between, but it is necessary. Yeah. You know, there are bad apples. Uh, this is something that I've been learning. I It's, you know, for sure a weakness of mine is, uh, you know, even hiring fast enough (laughs) has been, you know, part of our issue. Our team this year looks far different than our team did last year at this time. Uh, And so, you know, it's, it's just, that's been probably one of my biggest challenges running the business. So as the CEO, just knowing who to bring in, when to bring in, uh, what to look for, who to motivate and bring along, who is just not going to be able to rise to the occasion. Uh, people problems are my my biggest problems, you know, in my company. And you might be able to agree with that. It's like, it's not technology, it's people. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, no, it is. People problems are the hardest problems to solve. And I think especially as uh, women, we really, as much as we want to lead with our minds, we still, we're the most empathetic creatures. We're designed and we're built this way. So it's still really tough for me even today to sometimes remove um, emotion from people and emotion from business. And, you know, I've, I've definitely, I hear you and I've struggled with that so much. We went, you know, there was a year in 2000, uh, God, it's uh, 2018 to 19. We went from a team of like 12 to 50 and then 50 to a hundred last year. So we doubled in size and I felt like that that zero to 50 was fine. And then going from that 50 to a hundred, we made so many mistakes because we were, we needed to get butts in the seat. We were trying to hire fast enough, but we didn't follow our process, right? Like we didn't, you know, it, it was, we had bad apples that came in that happens to every organization, but it really affected culture so quickly. Yeah, And, and then, you know, it affected business. And probably the biggest learning that I had was, I'm not going to have all the answers as I'm growing into even my own role, right? Even going from solo entrepreneur to CEO, um, I didn't go to CEO school. So this is like something that I always talk about and it's probably going to be the title of my my book that I hope to write one day. Um, but I didn't have CEO school and it's just every day you show up and you learn from the day before and you just do your best. And if you just stick by those core values that you have, if you stick by like what you've built the company on and what you stand for, that's pro- like always been the right leading indicator, whether that came for, to, for, for a person, whether that came from a partner, whether that came for a business decision. If I just kind of follow those guiding principles, for the most part, I do okay. Yeah. And for those listening, you know, I think us women, we do allow emotion to get in the way, unfortunately, too often. And it's it's, it's important to uh, be compassionate and to uh, really lean into the feminine qualities that make us so great. However, uh, you know, even this morning I was sharing with my leadership team, I'm like, if there was a dude sitting here with us, he would have fired that toxic employee three months ago. And I'm like, we all knew that was the right answer. And we dragged our feet, dragged our feet, dragged our feet. And we finally fired that toxic team member last week. And, you know, it was the right decision. And we could feel a shift in energy in the office literally by the next day. Um, But I said, you know, we need a policy in place to be sure that we don't allow emotion to get in the way because we want what's best for people. And we want to, you know, look at the positives and consider the hope that they might change their behavior. But the best predictor of future behavior is current behavior. And so it's like, really, again, only do so much. And, uh, you know, I think just again, for those listening, if you have a gut instinct about someone it's probably right. You know, it's like, you just got to act on it. And sometimes people are going to think you're a jerk. And, and, you know, that's one thing that's been a struggle for me leading a team is there's probably a whole little, like, I hate Amanda club now 
because of people that I've had to transition off of the team for various reasons. And it's always been the right decision, but it hurts me knowing that there are people who are upset with me, you know, and that's like a very female thing to say, Uh, but it is what it is. And we just have to still continue doing what's right for the individual and what's right for the company. And it is the most gracious thing to separate ways with someone or part ways with someone if they're not the right fit. No, absolutely. And it's the, you know, probably one of the biggest lessons that I've had is to hire slow and fire fast, always. Yeah. Every single person that we've had to part ways with, we've always known it and it's always taken us too long to get there. And it's yeah. like the moment that you know, you just know. And again, something that I talked about earlier is what got you to that first million isn't what's going to get you to the next milestone. So even yeah. wherever you are today, things do have to change to really shake up to get to the next point. And um, it's important that, you know, we, kind of separate that emotion out of business because um, at, at, at certain points, right, it's important exactly what Amanda said to use those qualities when we need those qualities, but also uh, to not and to be uh, aware of those qualities when they might be detriment to the business as a whole. Mm, yeah. Awesome, Amanda. This has been so fun. Um, I'm trying to think back into, you know, going, you know, even for like our audience members that may not even have team members, right? And so you didn't initially have, um, you know, everybody lined up, you had your first set of affiliates. How did you start defining what success looked like? Right. So like, what was your day to day? Like, what did you know, what were you defining as success? Was it results of clients? Was it the virality of the program? How did you kind of like keep your, um, you know, your pulse check going of like, here's my next milestone. And then going into my second part of the question is like, did you even have like these, you were like, here's my goals. Like, talk to me about like going back into 2016, Amanda, what defined success for you? And you know, how did you get there along that way? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think it's important that we create our own definition of success and don't necessarily consider what our competitors say means success or the marketplace says means success. And anytime I have kind of gotten caught up in just financial numbers or what my competitors are doing or what this dude over here says is like success, that's when things start to decline. And also I don't have as much satisfaction and fulfillment. For me, success has always been fulfilling my purpose and Uh, really leaning into my mission and vision in a way that is going to give me the most impact or empower me to make a dent on the universe. And I know what that means for me. And so do you. And so does everyone listening. And it's not necessarily numbers. Uh, in, In our case, you know, I do set financial goals on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis. Uh, But I don't really, you know, get too caught up in that, you know, which is fantastic specifically uh, over the past six months that, you know, I haven't gotten too caught up in that from a success or failure point of view. Uh, with with COVID and everything happening, it's like yeah. we're growing, but definitely not as quickly as we would have anticipated or expected or predicted, just based on on the current marketplace and everything happening. Uh, but you know, for me, it's always been, you know, how can I do more and do better from an impact standpoint next month or tomorrow and just continuing to uh, set extremely high expectations for myself and for my team. I have notoriously high expectations uh, and I'm not afraid to dream big. And I've always known that we would make a big impact. I didn't realize it would be this big. And now I'm like, oh, great. Like, this is going to be the $500 million company or, you know, have the billion dollar valuation at some point, which I know you're very familiar with. Uh, (laughs) So kind of that is the next big thing and the next goal. That's, that's so good. And I know you're going to be there in, in absolutely no time. Um, and it's, it's so exciting. It's kind of like, this is the fun of entrepreneurship, right? Like you can, you're the one that determines what's next. Like that is the most incredible part about this journey is looking back. I feel like, and I've actually, I, I feel like I've accomplished everything that I've wanted to accomplish from like my company standpoint. It's awesome that it's continuing to grow. We're doing 5 billion in payments. This is what's happening. But I felt like, and I, I solved a big problem in our industry and I felt satisfaction from that. Now it's exciting. I want to see it grow, but I feel this like all of a sudden this last year, I had this like void in me that I felt like I wasn't impacting the way that I know I've like 
set like on on this earth to do. It sounds super cheesy, but I feel like I'm there's a reason why I've had this success. I'm an immigrant Pakistani 32-year-old mom of two that like should not be on the cover of this magazine. Yet here I am. And what made this so special? Like what what happened to me that this happened? And it was honestly, I didn't have any incredible background or um wealth in my family or anything, you know, in education. Like I, I mean I had I went to college, um, but I didn't go to Harvard or and I felt like you had to have all these things to have the success. And now I'm like sitting here, I'm like, okay, I have this, but I felt this huge void in the purpose of my life outside of like the purpose and business that I was striving. And this is where this whole mission centric side of me, it's just been like, I know I'm here to make an Im- impact on women entrepreneurs. I want to help lead them. I want to help share all of these, like all the crazy that I've been through, all the learnings that I've had, because I had an incredible army of mentors around me. Um, and my superpower, honestly, man, is connecting with humans. Like, I think that is truly my superpower. Somehow I have like just the incredible, um, you know, God's put in me that I'm always never afraid to reach out and people always respond, whether that be through like an a DM I send, an email I send, a phone call. And I've just been able to put this incredible army around me of mentors um, that have dri- driven my success. And that for me is what I want to provide to and make a really big impact uh, for for female entrepreneurs. And that's what I'm like so stoked about. And I feel like that has been part of like, you've always had that, you know, you always had that mission of I'm going to help, um, you know, yours was also female entrepreneurs, but really around creating wealth for them and sharing Mm -hmm. that wealth, which drove the success of faster way to fat loss. Um, And you're getting to do that every day, but that as an entrepreneur, it's always like, what's that fulfilling piece of it? And it's exciting that we all get to set that ourselves, whatever, whatever that looks like for each of us. It's not necessarily just about the million dollars or the billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree. No, absolutely. Well, Amanda, I know that, um, you know, we, we've learned so much from you today, but I'd also like to just kind of learn about the program a little bit for those of people that are listening that haven't done the faster. I know I did faster weight uh, to fat loss and had an incredible experience with it. You definitely helped me with my fitness goals, especially I think I had my second baby is when I did it. You know, it's something that you could do over and over again. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about the faster way to fat loss. Thank you so much for asking. Well, our program is digital nutrition and fitness. And what we do in the Fast Way to Fat Loss is we combine a very strategic food log or meal plan with 30-minute workouts. There are particular days where we have lower carbs. We have higher carbs on certain days, like for example, leg day. When we do our leg day workout, we also enjoy our favorite treats on that particular day. In the program, we do intermittent fasting in addition to carbohydrate cycling. We also set and track macronutrients for our clients, which is a key component of success if you're pursuing ambitious health and wellness goals. We focus on gut health. We talk about hormones. We rest uh, an adequate amount as well. It really, truly is the most holistic and best program in the market, and I'm just so thrilled that we've had now over 150,000 clients thrive through the program, and we have uh, tens of thousands of clients in our ongoing monthly membership, which is extremely uh, exciting as well. Uh, So that's just a little bit about it. You can find out more at fastawaytofatloss.com. And I personally am on Instagram at Amanda Tress and also Fast Away to Fat Loss, which is again where Sunira and I met. I know that's so great. And the program is truly incredible. I mean, I mean, as every woman out here, we've probably tried every diet program that under the sun. I mean, I've like, this is also as entrepreneur, like entrepreneurship is one thing that you're constantly setting those milestones and goals, but also health and health and fitness is also one for many of us, almost all of us, um, especially as women and as our body changes and progresses. And honestly, Amanda's program really puts together like a, a, an incredible, like, it's not just about here, follow this meal plan or this diet plan. It truly is a lifestyle. It truly is 
putting in all the components of that you should be doing on a day-to-day basis, which is, you know, ensuring that you're getting the right amount of carbohydrates and not just depleting your body of not eating the right foods and being able to have those cheat moments that you need and fasting so that you're able to kick your metabolism up and metabolism up in high gear. And it's, it truly is, um, after I did the program, I really, it changed the way that I viewed food. And I remember DMing Amanda through the program being like, are you sure? Because you're telling me to eat all of these carbs, Amanda. And she'd be like, yes, Sanera, just eat, (laughs) eat the carbs. You're going to be okay. You're still going to lose weight. And I did. And it was like such a hard battle for me to trust the process because I feel like I need to have control. And I was like, it's not going to work. Um, because I've never been used to actually eating so many carbs. Like I actually had to eat more carbs than and eat more food than I was used to eating. And I still had success. And it really did change the way that I viewed, um, not only my body, but viewed the way that food and nutrition should be part of it. So I really thank you for that. And I, I really, you know, I see all the results online of the millions of uh, hundreds of thousands of women that are going through the program. Um, it's so incredible. It's an incredible program, Amanda. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, it's, it's awesome. And Amanda wrote a book uh, as well that you can um, also get online, um, which gives you more details about the program, but definitely check it out. Um, it is awesome. Uh, so Amanda, what's next, right? So what's next for you? Something that I do love to ask, um, you know, every, every entrepreneur on this podcast that I interview, they've all been through, they've, they've made it to the 2% club is what I like to call it. Right. So now we have this, uh, fictitious 2% club, which I think is so awesome because I think men love to have these clubs and they're all part of like this club and that club, and which just signifies of where they've made it. And so the 2% club is our, our club that, um, you know, the female entrepreneurs that have made it to this point are here. What's next for you, right? So, and how do you celebrate? So something that I always like to ask is when you made it to the 2% club, when you made it to that million dollar mark, did you even know that you did? Did you have, did you celebrate that? Did you um, acknowledge it with your team? And how do you celebrate all of these incredible milestones that you continually hit, um, you know, month over month? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you asking that. You know, we, we don't celebrate a whole lot. There's always something next. So there's always kind of that next big thing. Uh, and I think, you know, f- me personally, I've had my head down for so long and just kind of grinding and hustling and making an impact. And, you know, occasionally we'll kind of put our head up and go on a little team retreat. We're going next week to an island for the day just to enjoy the beach, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Before COVID, I would go on vacations. That hasn't happened in a while. I think last year I was on 25 trips between vacation and business trips. This year is zero so far. So, you know, a little bit more interesting to try to figure out ways to celebrate and enjoy. Uh, But, you know, in regard to what's next, what's next is getting to uh, a more substantial level. So, you know, we have experienced a lot of growth. We're now working very hard to get to scalability on the tech side, the back end side. Uh, I want to see more women impacted, more men impacted through the program, through the coach certification. I want to empower more uh, influencers as well. And uh, it's interesting because coming into this year, I didn't have a lot of clarity. I usually am really, really uh, good about saying, okay, here's exactly what's going to happen. Here's the vision. And this year it was like this nagging feeling in the back of my mind of like, I did this year feels uncertain to me. And sure enough, it's been like the most crazy uncertain year ever. Uh, But we're just putting one foot in front of the other. We are continuing to grow, as I mentioned. And, uh, you know, we now are going to try to find a little bit even more kind of certainty and stability as we go through the rest of this year and then cast a really massive vision for 2021 uh, and bring our coaches and influencers along for us or along with us on the ride. And, you know, ultimately the faster way deserves to be the next big thing. We should be the next, you you name it, you know, any other popular or expensive diet program or nutrition fitness program that you've tried in the market. Like there is no reason for us not to be that next thing. So that is uh, what we're working toward. I love it. I love 
that you've always dreamt so big. And, you know, I wish I had that early on. I truly, I admire that quality about you so much. I feel like I stumbled my way here. And then I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, now what's next? And kind of like, it's like, I'm like moving the target as I'm running. It's like building, it's like building the rocket ship while you're on it is what it feels like for me every day. Um, but I love that you've always had that. And I really, I, I really, you know, implore every woman that's listening. Um, obviously, Amanda's super inspirational. This has been so inspiring, but really, you know, take a moment to think about what that looks like for you. What does that dream big moment look like for you? Um, because it is a hundred percent achievable. And even through all this uncertainty and even through 2020, I actually think this has been, um, it's been tough, but it's been a really intrinsic, of, you know, it's been a year of growing, right? And it really has been. It's a time to really reflect and um, look at your business and look at what's ahead and uh, really see what changes you can make to to create that business that you you deserve and that the the dream that you want to accomplish. So um, it's it has it's given me back a lot of time. I think this year, even though and and I think great businesses are still thriving. Like we are still. I mean, faster rate of fat loss is still growing, and you know, Icon is still continuing to grow, and Fat Merchant is still continuing to grow, and it really just shows a testament of a strong business that even through the crazy you can make it through and continue to scale and grow through that. So Amanda, thank you so much. I know this has just been an incredible interview. I know there were so much tactical tips here that I really appreciate that you shared and really led us into the details about your business. It's so generous of you. I know a lot of women feel that they can't share these things, but I, you know, I think that you're just a testament to show that you can and still succeed, right? And it's that it's amazing that you're sharing that to help all of us succeed. And I know that our audience really, really thanks you. How can we support you, Amanda? I definitely want, I know our audience is here for you. We want to support you in your journey. Is there any ask that you have of us that we can, we can do, um, you know, let us know. We'd oh. love to support you. Yeah. What can we do? Well, awesome for asking. Yeah. I would just say, you know, follow us on social and rejoice with our clients and their successes and their wins. Hopefully a couple people listening will be able to join the program at some point. You will not regret it. It is a wonderful experience. And as Nira can attest to, it's uh, not easy necessarily, but nothing great comes easy. Uh, I would love to see a few people in the faster way. We would love to support you there. And definitely, we will definitely be sharing a link so you guys can sign up um, for the incredible program. And of course, every one of us, please go follow Amanda, Faster Way to Fat Loss. And um, we're here to support you, Amanda. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us at CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes that you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building million dollar businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you absolutely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love the show, screenshot the review and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way. This episode is brought to you by The Icon Method. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, a designer, nutritionist, photographer, educator, and you feel like the only way to make more is to work more, this is for you. The Icon Method is our proven playbook to win back your time with passive income. It stands for ideation, creation, optimization, and niche. Here's the deal. We love running big businesses, but don't believe that your business should run you. And there is a way that you can take your years of expertise and experience and turn it into six and seven figure programs that can change lives in your sleep. Our icon alumni are running best-selling online courses, membership sites, and digital downloads across every industry imaginable. And we want to show you how to. If you've ever thought about launching a passive program, or maybe you're just curious what this could look like for you, go right now to ceoschoolpodcast.com slash icon. We have an incredible free guide taking you step-by-step through the whole process. This has been completely life-changing for so many women, and we want to invite you to dream bigger and expand your impact with this proven method. Again, that's ceoschoolpodcast.com slash icon.